Hey guys, welcome to the podcast Coffee All Together, where we hope to discuss absolutely everything under the sun about the booming coffee industry of India. I'm your host AJ, I work in the Indian coffee industry, and I'm here to explore every aspect of how coffee as a drink is just brilliant. Welcome to the second episode of the podcast, Tasting Coffee. This will be a two-part episode where I would discuss the basics of taste and how to taste coffee. Now, the second bit will dive into the main reason the industry tastes coffee and why it is an absolute quality tool for judging its caliber. I've had some help on this from my good friend Mithilesh, who has a cool joint in Nagpur called Corridor 7 Coffee Roasters. So a big shout out to Mithilesh from Corridor 7. <laughs> okay, perfect. So when we talk about taste, what comes to mind? Flavors. Lots and lots of flavors. So I could, I could safely assume that tasting food and drinks has to be one of the top pleasures we humans have. How good is it to have a satisfying meal or isn't it just great to be able to enjoy a delicious chocolate bar? All those flavors bursting, the taste buds being activated. I mean, simple pleasures in life, right? So we as humans have evolved enough to identify different modalities and tastes. We combine them to make make these complex combinations for our pleasure. So if I have to dissect the modalities that we identify, they are sweet, salty, bitter, and sour. Now, there's also this one complex one called savory or umami. But again, um, moving on, and just like how language needs grammar, the taste needs aroma to identify and place specific flavors. So the combination of taste and aroma sends out signals to the brain to create an internal encyclopedia which helps us identify flavors. So when we speak about tasting things, we would probably assume that the tongue plays a major role in it. Well, it's far more than that. The fact is that the taste buds are spread all over the mouth, the roof of the mouth called the palate and even the throat. But they are extremely concentrated on the trunk. So combined with the taste buds, apart from the tongue, the palate and the taste buds in the throat as well play a significant role in perceiving taste. And no matter who tells you this, the fact that there's a generalized map of the tongue where you, showing where you taste different modalities is just incorrect. There is no map. Just like each one of your precious folks, every tongue is designed in a unique fashion and you can taste anything on any part of the tongue. Now, continuing on the same thought, I could also tell you that the concentration of taste bud varies from person to person while some people have it quite sparsely spread. On the other hand, some have an extreme concentration. I mean, that's how the term super taster comes to play. They're quite sensitive to taste compared to the normal lot and have a heightened sense of taste. So with these superpowers that we have, we will often enjoy food and also grade or rate them based on how they taste and smell. Tasting with a purpose is often employed while tasting cheese, wine, whiskey, tea, and of course, coffee. All right, so at this point, I probably want to veer off a bit, tell you a little story. So let's cut back to 2010. I was barely a baby in the coffee world. I used to work with this Italian roaster back then who blended beans and of course, the blend and the beans were a secret, you know, shady. Uh, so one, one, one day I just got invited by this fellow barista who worked in this hipster cafe around the, around the corner to attend a cupping session by this new roaster in the city. I'm like, mm, okay, okay, let's give it a go. So once I reached the space on that day, and I was super curious to see that there were about 30 folks who were really excited to taste the harvest. And we're going on and on with new terms that I have heard for the first time in my life, such as processing, tasting notes, 
cupping and so on. Now, guys, at this point, I got to tell you that I was a really new barista at that point. I just worked in mainstream cafes and specialty was something that I did not explore. Um, so being an outsider sort of thing at that point, I did what I best could. I just patiently listened. Very soon, the host came in. He gave in some beautiful descriptors of the coffee being tasted, then guided us as to how the coffee was ground and prepared to be tasted. And one very informative hour and a very ca powerful caffeine buzz later, I realized that there's so much more to coffee than just tasting like, I don't know, coffee. The intricacies began to show themselves in such a beautiful fashion. There were tasting notes. There were mellow aromas which reminded you. And that was when an entire new world opened up for me. Now, anyways, coming back to the present, we should probably look at the question, where would be a good point to start tasting better? How does one acquire the keen sense of taste and smell and use it to capture quaint notes in there? Well, the simplest answer is now is a good time to start paying attention to everything you taste and smell in daily life. So as my friend Putsay, he used to head down to the grocery store in the beginning and just start sniffing. <laughs> I mean, but really, he would just cruise down for his grocery shopping, pick up an apple, sniff it, pick up a bunch of grapes, sniff it, and so on and so forth, right? So, so much, so much so that we have a bunch of organics all around us, all with their own unique aroma. For example, let's take leather belts or wood or cardboard they, are, they all have their own unique aroma. So essentially, by sniffing and just smelling, you're introducing your senses to these aromas that you might have been aware of all your life but really never paid attention to. Another easy way to develop the balance in your taste and aroma account in the brain is to associate the taste and smell with memories. I mean, all of us do this unconsciously anyhow, you know. So how many times have we tasted something and literally got transported to our childhood or can maybe remember a specific place and time associated with that taste? So that way, when you do actually do that consciously, uh, you have these recurring smells and tastes. It tastes good, feels good, and you also have this dictionary developing in your brain so that you can associate it better and pull, pull up the taste whenever you want to, right? So guys, before we wrap up for today, let me tell you that to develop a deeper sense of smell and taste, just focus by dissecting the taste in everything that you eat. Try and see if you can isolate the elements of each individual component. Try and see how an orange is sweeter than lemon or how different vegetables have varying degrees of bitter notes. Another good exercise is to try and identify aromas or taste, right? Blindfolded. You'd be, you'd be really surprised to see how different foods taste when you don't really look at them. Um, in the next episode, let us try and connect these dots to coffee. We shall discuss what methods professional employ to ensure a consistent tasting parameter to judge their coffee. Let us gain an insight into the flavor wheel, the cupping sheet and standards set by the Specialty Coffee Association. That is it from me today. Until the next episode, I thank you for listening. I'm AJ and you can find me on Instagram at AJ underscore Coffee Ninja. You can also follow our work at the handle Altogether Experimental, no spaces. Keep safe and stay caffeinated. <laughs>